1: JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpowercom awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrish Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired, keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and it is an epic treat to be here today. We have with us Coop Blackson. Coop, how are you going there, brother?
0: Good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh
1: man, the pleasure is ours, man. For those tuning in to Coop for the first time, he is a public figure, transformational truth teacher. He is the author of The Magic of Surrender. And we're going to go deep into that. Man, I love watching you talk. I love tuning in to just, yeah, when I hear you talk, it's sort of all just conceptually on a spiritual level just makes sense. And it's just, ah, oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. So I'm excited to have you here today and to tune in deeply with you on Surrender. Let's go there. So first question's first. Why is Surrender so hard? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is surrender so hard? First, before, yes, on one level, it feels hard. On one level, it seems hard. On one level, we experience it as hard. And there is a reason for that, which I'm going to do my best to perhaps provide some perspective and a bit of breakdown on. Yeah. But I also want to, to, to contain that question in, in a, a bubble of possibility that surrender is easy. And we tell ourselves that surrender is hard, surrender is hard. I tell myself, we all tell ourselves, it's so hard, it's so difficult. Oh my God. But I actually want to say that it's, it's, it's easy. What if it wasn't hard? What if it was actually the most natural thing? You know, we are conditioned. It's hard because we're conditioned, which I'll share, but we hold so tightly you know, into this, onto this way of being that we think is ourselves. And we're, we're so conditioned to hold tightly to this version of ourselves that we think that we are, that this holding on way of being in life becomes natural when in fact surrender is is, 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 is effortless. It's actually easy. We've just been conditioned to hold on and the holding on feels more normal than the effortlessness of just grace and ease and flow. And so I think part of why surrender is difficult you see look as children mm. like i i love your intro because when you did this like yeah this thing i was like wow <laughs> i've never seen an intro like that you know look this is a, this is a pure compliment I feel like you're in touch with your childlike innocence yeah, and energy so and spirit <laughs> it's, it's 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 beautiful because really? as adults we tend to get conditioned out of it as adults we tend to lose touch with this 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 playfulness you know we get so freaking serious and take ourselves seriously and we get locked in this grid of conditioning and so as children we are surrendered. We are pure being. As children, we are just being what we innately, naturally are. As children, we are free-flowing essence. As children, we will be like you. We will shout. We will sing. We will. A child will jump on a table and sing. It doesn't care if it's not Bruno Mars. A child will, will run naked and it doesn't care if it's fat or good-looking or not. A child is just being whatever it is. A child is just being its natural, innate, organic, beautiful self, pure divine energy flowing. It's not hard being a kid. It poops when it feels like pooping. It laughs when it feels like laughing. It cries when it feels like laughing. We look at a child. The child runs, hits its head, cries. It's over. It goes on. It's in the flow. But we start losing touch with that essence, that freedom, that effortlessness that I'm talking about, that surrenderedness, because We start getting conditioned. So the first thing is we incarnate into this human existence. We meet our parents. Mm -hmm. Our parents, they're just doing the best that they can do based on their life, based on their upbringing, based on their ancestral conditioning and their karma. And so we're often born into a preset pattern of conditioning, a preset pattern of dysfunction to a degree. You know, maybe this, maybe dad was an alcoholic or mom, you know was too emotional. Maybe they were fighting all the time. Maybe there was pain, abuse, trauma, hurt. Maybe they were great people, but they just didn't know how to meet our emotional needs, our sensitivities. And so two things happen, the first thing happens, and this is where the process of conditioning happens, and it's the conditioning that makes surrender hard. The first thing is we started to learn all sorts of strategies to disconnect, not feel shut down, not feel the pain Mm -hmm. of what's going on around us. And so we started to to develop all sorts of defense mechanisms to protect ourselves from the feeling, from feeling, from feeling the pain. And those defense mechanisms got locked in as a way of never feeling that pain again. And then we learned to suppress feelings, suppress those feelings, suppress those feelings, all of those unfelt, unprocessed feelings began to build up, build up, layers upon layers upon layers of unfelt feeling, and before you know it, that freedom, that essence, that true nature got hidden underneath the freaking mountain and layers of our true essence, our true nature, and so before you know it, we got locked into a certain shape. A way of being, a survival defense mechanism to never feel that pain again. We go into life, we go into relationships to never feel that pain again. And we hold tightly onto it. Then we go as kids, we went into life and we started asking unconsciously, who do I need to be in order to get love, validation and approval? Oh, if I'm nice, if I'm kind, if I'm sweet, if if I'm sensitive, if I get all lays, if I'm the caretaker, if I'm appropriate, if I'm a good boy, a nice boy. Then we start developing all sorts of roles and masks and personas mm. as a way to get love, validation, and approval. We become who we think we need to be. We contort ourselves into a certain shape, becoming who we think we need to be in order to get this love, validation, and approval. We hold very, very, very tightly into this way of being. Mm. And before you know it, we contort ourselves into shape. And we actually, this gets reinforced by society and life. And we think this version of ourselves ego that we've become is who we really are. We think that's who we really are. But the thing is, is who we've become, who we really are, or is it just who we've been conditioned to be? Because the degree to which we're conditioned is the degree to which we're not free. And so ego is just the process of being identified with our sense of conditioned self. Ego is the degree to which we're holding tightly to this sense of self that We've been conditioned to be to get love, validation, and approval. And so, part of why surrender can feel hard is because we're identified with this ego structure that we've become. The ego's job is to reinforce its identity. The ego's job is to keep itself existing. The ego's job is to protect us. And because we believe ourselves to be that, it can feel hard to surrender. It can feel hard to let go. It can feel hard to question ourselves. It can feel hard to surrender because. I might get hurt again. I might get hurt again like I was hurt again. And I don't want that to happen. So ego kicks in. Resist, really, with good intention. So mm. we start controlling everything. If I can control everything, then I won't be hurt again. If I can control everything, then then dad and mom's going to love me. And so even the resistance, if we can then understand, okay, I'm not my ego. I'm not the ego. I'm not the pattern of my conditioning. If we can just see that and we can understand that I'm programmed, and we're not the programming, if we can become aware of the programming and conscious of the programming, that can begin a process of transformation and healing where we start becoming aware of, oh, I'm not the pattern of programming that I'm so identified as. Then as we become aware, then we can begin to feel some of those underlying feelings that we've been avoiding. And part of why surrender is hard because we're afraid of feeling those feelings again. And so we, we, we hold on and the control is a form of of resistance, the control is a form of resisting the pain and the suffering, and the hurt that we think we're going to have when we, surrend- when we surrender. But it's not necessarily the case. And so, this holding on is why it's hard. And if we can just relax into that and understand that our defense mechanisms, ego, is a it has good intention. It's trying to protect us, and maybe begin to be aware and meet ourselves. Start meeting ourselves with compassion. You know, stop meeting ourselves with love and tenderness. Like, wow, I see why I'm sabotaging. I'm sabotaging because I'm afraid I'll move forward and I'll, I'm afraid I'll fail and I'm afraid I'll be. Ju- I'm afraid something, some pain will happen. And so, I see why I'm holding back. I see why I'm not opening my heart because I'm afraid of getting hurt again. Like, a, ah. And if we can meet ourselves with that compassion, tenderness, kindness, that's where healing can happen, and that's where we can start holding, holding ourselves tenderly. Kindly, We can start holding ourselves with a bit of grace and spaciousness. That's that's the gift. And that's where we can then just gently begin to not force ourselves into like surrender now, you know, (laughs) but but, but like like a gentle relaxation in terms of ah, surrendering gently and lovingly and compassionately just layer by layer, honoring our humanity, honoring our resistances, honoring our defense mechanisms with with, with tremendous compassion. But that's a short answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's so
0: much in there. So in there,
1: one of the things I'd love to unpack is two places I want to go. First one, I'll go first, um, is the part where the ego, like, I love the way you described it. You know, there's that suppression and then there's the contortion right now in that contortion and we hold these patterns
0: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you, in your experience, do you feel like
1: there is like a consistent invitation to surrender because even though we contort and we push, and then sometimes I feel like, do you think the essence of life is an invitation to consistently surrender? Because I find in my own experience, my own journey, every time I've contorted into a certain way, after a while, that resistance becomes harder and harder to sit with. It becomes harder and harder. And sometimes I find myself going, okay, I've got to release now because this is no longer serving me. Something served me up to a certain degree. Yes, yes. And now it's getting to a point where it's like, Oh, becomes really difficult to continue to hold up that bullshit image of myself that i just <sighs> laboriously like come on man like you can be this person you are this person and afterwards, i was like you're not that dude man you are not who you thought you were let it go and it's is not comfortable but then i often wonder is there a almost like a purity to life or an essence of life that's emerging through that's just asking you to let go of your ego like life. do you think there
0: it's is life. it's, it's that yes that's beautiful it's that i think the evolutionary impulse of life mm. is that is 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 pushing that is pushing that and you know that's why i think it's more suffering to hold on you know it's more miserable to hold on even though we're used to it's more miserable to hold on and mm. and and and, and, and so I think that evolutionary impulse of life is, 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 is pushing us to expand beyond and let go beyond. And that I think is the process of what life is about. You know, we, we are souls that incarnate into this human experience yeah. in order to learn, to grow, to evolve and ultimately to realize our true nature realize our true divine essence, you know, our true divine light. And so underneath the glaze of conditioning to wake up to like, wow, I'm not this conditioning. And so if we understand that we are souls, we are connected to this human experience, then life is a school for our soul's evolution. Mm -hmm. Life is the school for our soul's evolution. And if that's the case, then every situation, every experience, every relation, everything we go through is really the curriculum for, that evolution, that expansion so even the heartbreak, even the pain, even the abandonment, even that you know the betrayal it is part of what is seeking to crack open mm-hmm. our holding on yeah. to force us to like evolve, 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 evolve mm-hmm. and it's through that letting go that we go from the caterpillar to being that butterfly but sometimes it feels scary and painful in the moment and, it, and it's you know it's 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 life we are here to evolve. This mm. is why we are here. The purpose mm. of life is evolution. Yeah. We forget. We think the purpose of life is just wake up, go to work, make money, make a billion dollars, get that Lamborghini, get the car. It's all great. Nothing wrong with it. But we think that's the purpose of life. And the purpose of life is our evolution into our most authentic selves. And everything is calling us home. Every moment is calling us back, even if we're not able to see it right now. And I think resisting is what creates the suffering, creates the depression, creates the stagnation. And so, yeah, if there is an evolutionary impulse, we we can resist it. But I will say, look, at some point, we're gonna have to surrender. Mm. You can surrender now. <laughs> you can mm. surrender 10 years from now. You can surrender huh? on your on your deathbed. Hey, you're gonna freaking surrender on your deathbed, whether you like it or not if you believe in a next lifetime and some lifetime you're gonna have to surrender it's coming and so to me it's not a, about if you're gonna surrender surrender is the nature of life it's about how are you going to participate with the process of life that's happening how will you participate with the process of life that is happening that for me is is the art and the blessing and the and the dance of how we? I, I just want to just define for people, into just just before I wrap this this part up is because mm. we're talking about surrender and 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 people might have different kind of ideas of what they think surrender is, mm. and so I would love to just just frame surrender yeah. as we continue the conversation. this. Yeah. Like, there's this idea that surrender is weak. That surrender is giving I mean, up. That be surrender... one of my questions, man.
1: Because yeah, sorry, just, to, your mind. just just to yeah. butt in there for a sec. Like I remember, because like part of some of the spiritual circles that you know been touched would blessed to have an amazing community around us here in Melbourne. Like just incredible community. And I remember I used to sit in these meditation circles and people would like set the intention of surrender. And, you know, being an adolescent young man, sorry to just sort of go in here for a second. I know you were like just on an epic tangent where this will enforce it. Man, like I would sit there and I would have these elders in the space and they were like, my intention for this space is to surrender. And I'd be like, harden the fuck up. Sorry to go that way, but like that's legitimately how I felt as a young man. I was like, surrender? Like, are you serious, man? Like, come on, like. I'm, I've got one life. I've got an opportunity to take charge, to create, to manifest, to control. Like, let's go, you know? Like, let's grab the bull by the horns. Here we go. And I was just like, come on. You guys are being soft. Like, you guys are spiritual warriors. Like, what do you mean surrender? Like, come on, yeah? Like, I could feel it as a young adolescent male. There was so much like, come on, control. And I hate to say, ah oh, man, it wasn't until... Actually, our community had like a leader, like a mentor. Like she's, she's gone now, unfortunately, but she's still with us, rest in peace. But um, it was her passing that taught me a massive deal because when I meant to catch up with her, like in in her transitioning to the where she's where she is now. I would catch up with her regularly, like monthly, right? And I'd go see her and it was amazing some of the conversations we had, but I made a conscious effort, you know, believing in the personal development world and everything that was coming through for me was like to catch up with her and just make, hey, I can't wait till you get to the other side of your healing and we're walking in the park. I can't wait till you get to the other side of your healing and trying to manifest a reality where she's still here on the other side, like, so she doesn't transition on, right? I didn't want her to die, yeah? And so I was like, I can create my reality. I'm in control. And all these other people that were like in the community that were wiser and older were like saying their goodbyes to her. And I was like, don't say your goodbyes. She will go. I can control the outcome. I can control mm-hmm. my reality, like speak the reality into truth, like see what you want. And so I was like, speaking to us like, yep, you've healed. And we're doing this, you're healed. And we're doing that. And you know, I was catching up. We we're on the regular trying to keep her here. And then she passed. And I can't tell you like, just, it cracked me like right open. It was, it was disturbing for, uh, for 12 months, I carried that for 12 months. I was trying to transition through that. And I realized that like, you know, you mentioned like you, you're going to have to surrender at some point. Yeah. Like, and that's Mm -hmm. when I realized like, I hate to sound morbid, but death comes for us all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to learn to surrender. And that was like the key invitation. Like even as my mentor, she left me with that parting wisdom, you know, yeah, learn yeah. and it wasn't e-
0: oh, it wasn't
1: easy. And I was just like, it started to precipitate, crystallize bit by bit over the course of that 12 months. And I am still sinking in, and we're having this conversation today for a reason, right? Yeah. I'm here to learn, yeah. right? And it's just that, whew, it's not for the faint-hearted. It actually takes an incredible amount courage.
0: of takes courage takes courage. It really, surrender takes courage. And, and, you know, I was defining surrender, uh, kind of giving some context to it, but we think, you know, I think you had your reaction. of Surrender, Hard enough. Like, we think surrender is weak. We think surrender <laughs> is passive. We think surrender is waving the white flag. We think surrender is giving up. Yeah. Um, we think that if we surrender, we won't manifest. We think that if we surrender, we're going to be taken advantage of. We're going to be a doormat. But I really want to reframe surrender as something beautiful, as something so powerful Because I believe that surrender is the most powerful thing that we can do. Talk about courage. It takes balls, man, to really (laughs) surrender. It takes heart to really surrender. It's not for the faint of heart, as you said. And so for me, there's this idea that if you surrender, you're going to get less in life. I'm actually Mm -hmm. saying if you surrender, what if you didn't get less, but you got more, more than you could even imagine with your mind, more than you could even project and imagine with your ego, more than you could even imagine with your conscious personality intention more love more joy and to me surrender is letting go of control or at least the illusion of control I should say you know because control is a master addiction for the reasons I shared earlier in terms of the ego but it's letting go of the illusion that we're in control because even when we think we're in control we're really not in control it's not so and surrender is to Stop trying to force life to fit your limited idea of how you think it should be. Surrender is when you try to force, when you when you stop trying to force life to, when you stop trying to manipulate life and relationships. Surrender is when you let go of the, of, of the idea of who you think you should be and the life you think you should be living so that you can truly open and be available, to allow, to open, to be available, to to take the limitations off of life. Because many times with our good intention and our attachment to our goals, Mm. we don't realize that we are limiting life. And when we surrender, it's complete availability. When we surrender, we transcend ourselves. When we surrender, we're fully available to the infinite potential of life without limits. All of the great ones, people that think surrender is weak, check this. Mm. All of the great ones, Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, you know, Mandela, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, Bob Marley, all of these people, they surrendered themselves to a vision, to that deeper impulse of life, to that, to what life was seeking to express through them. And in their surrender, they transcended their human ego limitations. Mm. And in that surrender, they tapped into Another dimension of grace, another dimension of possibility, another dimension of life's potential that flowed through them. Mm. To me, that is the real magic of surrender. The reason I call, I say the magic of surrender, which is mm. the book, is magic is that which is beyond your wildest dreams, your <laughs> logic, your mind. We all want magic, but <laughs> we don't want to surrender. We want to hold on to our shit. We want to hold on to what's not working. Ah, and, and, us? <laughs> you know, and holding on keeps us stuck. Holding on blocks our blessing. The next level of our life requires the next level of us. The next level of us requires that we let go. And so I would invite everyone to really consider that letting go allows space for the universe to bless us with the next level of that is a vibrational match for ourselves and our life. That's the beauty.
1: Mm, in that space, brother. So we've got you know, we we oftentimes set visions from a place of ego and they pull us forward. Yeah. But then sometimes when you start to learn to soften and crack open and surrender, there is a vision, like you mentioned, you know, the Bob Marley's, the Martin Luther King's, like the the Mandela's, like they've got a vision, like there, there is a vision that's emerging from within them almost. And in a word, potentially it's intuition, but how do we how do we know which place the essence of what is being created from us is calling from like, is it ego or is it, Heart, okay. Got intuition. Yeah. But how to great,
0: discern? Like. Great question. I think it's a combination of things. Like, like mm-hmm. the old paradigm model of creating the world We're to like get clarity on what you want, know what <laughs> you young, want. Yang, bro. I, want. I, come on, <laughs> <I've> got this. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, go no, know, well. know what you want. You know, yeah. clear. But, but, and so sometimes we set these goals and we think we know what we want. And they've got to go be super smart, things. by the way. Specific, you know. measurable, actionable. No, sorry, I'm Yeah, we, we, and, and we really go for it, right? And then we get. We get what we thought we wanted only to realize, shit, what I thought I wanted is not what I really wanted. It's just what I thought I wanted based on who I thought I, wa- who I, yeah. thought I was. And our goals in, in themselves can sometimes be projections of unmet needs from childhood. Like I think if I, I wasn't feel enough, now if I can achieve that thing or be famous, then I'm going to be enough. It doesn't happen. And yeah. so we don't really ask the question of what, who is the I that wants? Because when we are creating from the level of the ego mind, I will admit you can create a successful life. You can create material success, a level of success, but it will often be limited because the, the mechanism, the mind, the ego that is intending and projecting and manifesting and created, creating is still limited to the past and limited to your conscious level of your consciousness and limited to the level of your conditioning. So there are still limitations. That is the thing, there's still limitations. And so the question that we can begin to ask is it a different question from what do I want? And just a couple of things, even beginning to ask the question, take time in stillness, hmm. out of the busyness, and you be still and ask the question and feel, what is it that life wants to express to me? What is it that this this my soul wants to express to me? What is the deepest impulse of what creation, my being wants to express through my integrity and feel, feel that. Really feel that. And then you align your actions, your strategy, your mind, your money, your resources, your game plan with what is truly authentic. Then go gangbusters in the direction. Give 100 percent. Work 20 hours a day if it's in alignment because you're at least surrendering to what's most true in this moment. But when you take action, take the action without attachment to the outcome. Don't get attached to the outcome, because when we get attached to the outcome, we think it has to be this. Sometimes the goal that we think is the goal Mm. is not the goal. Sometimes it's just a necessary puzzle piece. It's just a necessary puzzle piece that takes us on a journey, a journey of evolution that we need to go on in order to grow fully and more deeply so that we can then pivot to the next place. And If we don't go on that journey, and we didn't go on the journey of evolving, we wouldn't have learned what we needed to learn to transition. But when we're so attached to that thing being the thing, we're like, no, no, it has to be this. And sometimes it's not meant to be that. And so I think that when we can be still and listen, not listen with the mind, the part of surrender is the willingness to allow life to show us, allow life to lead us. Mm. And when we can allow life to lead us without like the constant need, one of the ways to control the ego strategy is the constant need to know, the constant need to know what everything is, the constant need to know what everything means, the constant need to know everything. And the mind's capacity to know is very, very limited. The mind's capacity to know is Blasphemy. Well, that's for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, it's limited, right? And, yeah. and, and so when we can say, OK, I'm going to be still and I'm going to listen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to project. I'm going to be available, going to be available to the deepest impulse and allowing life to show me, allowing life. Then we take action, move in a direction. We feel what comes back. Then we we attune ourselves to listening and being aware of the clues and the signs. If we really become still, it's like surfing. You will feel the flow of life moving in a direction. If you really become still, you will feel like "Mm, the flow is moving over here. Something something is moving me this way. You will feel the movement. Something is moving me in this direction. Something is moving me in this direction. Something is going in that direction. And so mm-hmm. it's like surfing, you know. When you look at a good surfer and the big waves, they don't go and try and make the ocean happen. They don't try to make the waves happen. They feel and attune themselves to where the flow is going. And when the wave moves, then they catch the wave. And that's the same. It's like, feel like, ah, something's nudging me here. One of the things that blocks our flow is the constant need to know what everything is. So we end up analyzing and talking ourselves out of all of the deep intuitions. Your intuition won't always make sense to your mind. So if you're able to give up the need to know and be available and get curious and stop questioning everything, and if you feel that deeper intuition, follow it. You don't need to know where it's going to lead you. You don't need to know where it's going to take you. You don't need to know where you're going in order to get to exactly where you need to be. Just trust. Just trust. Mm. That, for me, is the key. That's
1: yeah. the key. Good. Well, the way you described it, like, I can feel stuff shifting in my ego. Like. Mm-hmm. oh, like, just the permission to not have to know, like, the outcome and just to be more, like, along with the process and not even, like, be attached to the process. Even what you described is sometimes the outcome is there and it's, like, it's just there for you to be guided towards that place and then even surrendering that to sort of go, okay, that was just for that little short-term period. Like, the number of times I've, you know, trusted my intuition and it's taken me to a certain place and then latched my ego onto it to sort of, okay, let's go to that outcome and then getting closer to the outcome, it's not precipitating and part of me is still like, man, I surrendered myself here and it's like... And even the permission you just gave was just like, that's just, that you meant to pivot again. Just just relax, bro. Just relax, Ruston. Like, move on to the next. Man, you just touched on one of my favorite pieces, right? So I had this, in that period of 12 months, I had this massive revelation of like learning to surrender. I had to learn that <laughs> for me, surrender and trust were the two sides to the same coin. That was a big drop in for me over the course of sitting with surrender for 12 months and losing my mentor and learning to surrender to death and potentially, you know, the forces of life and creation. And, you know, again, at the risk of sounding morbid, yeah. but, you know, that learning that was like, okay, I've got to trust that life has a plan, you know, and you mentioned allowing life to show us, you know, that. Trust and surrender became the same two sides to the very one coin. And what I found myself learning to exercise, because learning to exercise surrender was more conceptual and less and more nebulous for me personally, I found learning to sort of just ask the question of, can I trust the universe? Yeah, Just that simple question of, can I trust the universe and can I trust life? And immediately, it's like a question that I would I would love to answer hundred percent fully, with every cell vibrating, just going, "Yeah." But <laughs> it was like, "Oh, but then there was that time." And remember when? Oh, and remember when? And it's like I, I couldn't bring myself to trust life fully. And it was amazing because of helping me identify my limiting beliefs, the place, like, why would I not? Like Einstein said, right? Like you can either trust, either the universe is completely like hostile, yeah, and you've got to live mm-hmm. your way through this. Or it's completely like your greatest ally. Like it's here for you. Right. And you can work towards it. Now I found it so difficult to continue to trust. And that was like, okay, I'm going to learn to trust I'm going to learn to surrender. Uh, the more I trust in life, the easier it will become to surrender. The more I trust, the easier I surrender, the more I surrender, the more potentially I can learn to trust that actually things are flowing the way that they're meant to now subsequently. I've had to make some real big life decisions and I've just gone, okay. I'm going to just see what happens if I trust. And over time, it's been an invitation to surrender more because things have actually worked out for the better. Using that as a bit of a segue to go, hey, man, like, how did this first drop into your awareness? (laughs) How did you first come to the realization that actually surrender is a more open path for yourself personally? Because even the way you were describing earlier, like the... The, the holdings, the patterns of holdings within us, the two separate paths, like you have a very intimate awareness and knowledge of it. And part of me wonders if, you know, what was your story and journey with surrender a little bit that opened you to, to cracking open to surrendering and trusting? A little
0: yeah, bit? I don't know if there was one thing. Um, I think on some level, looking back, surrender has been a underlying theme of my whole life with my mm. parents, with my upbringing, with my childhood. Um, yeah. Even how my parents met, you know, my mother's Japanese, my father's from Ghana. They didn't speak the same language. They never met each other. uh, And they agreed to get married, having never met physically, never seen a picture of each other, following their soul. Trust in life. Talk about trust. You know, talk about. I mean, that's a whole story I can share if you want. But that that was the foundation of my life and and my father's a minister and a healer and I grew up seeing Mm. blind people see and deaf people hear and people you know stand up out of wheelchairs my father a woman would literally pick up the sand my father walked on wipe on a crippled woman pick Mm. up the sand my father walked on wipe on her face and stand up and so I grew up in this I guess I grew up in an environment of possibilities Mm. and 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 both of my parents in a certain way, I wasn't conscious at the time, demonstrated surrender. You mm. know, uh, the reason I was moved to write the book, mm. The Magic of Surrender, which which, which this maybe is a bit more specificness there is, this was not the book I thought I was going to write. I didn't mm-hmm. think I was gonna write a book about surrender. I had my own intentions of the book I wanted to write, the book yeah. I thought would be a bestseller. I had every intention of uh, books I thought my audience would want. And one day I looked at all of these ideas I had neatly written on a whiteboard. And I thought, none of those are it. They would be great books, but none of those in my integrity is the book. And the only word that stood out was surrender. So I had to surrender to the book that was seen. <laughs> and, and, and like four years ago, my mother was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, was heart, it was really heartbreaking. You know, it was really intense because she was the person I loved the most, scared about the most me and her growing up and so that was intense but that's a a real moment of surrender in a whole nother level that brought the importance of surrender to my conscious awareness in such a visceral embodied deep way. Mm. I started flying back and forth from LA to London to be with my mother in chemo sessions Mm. and I would hold her hand and we would talk for eight hours and what started out as the worst year of my life turned out to be the best year of my life. And there's a moment when the doctors said, they said said one thing, they said, there's nothing else we can do for you because you're going to die. And I looked at my mother in the parking lot and I said, are you afraid? And she said, no, I'm not afraid because I know I'm not this body. I know that what I am is, is an infinite being and this body is a temporary vehicle for my soul. I was like, whoa. And then I said to my mother, is there anything that I can do for you? Is there anything I can do for you to make your final days easier? What do you need? What can I do? And she looked at me, and I think this is where another seed of surrender was planted. She looked at me and she said, there's nothing I need and there's nothing I want. All I need and all I want is what God wants for my life. That's it. All I need and all I want is what God wants for my life. And I realized in that moment, that she was free this entire year. She didn't cry, she didn't complain, she didn't feel mad, she didn't feel anything. She just surrendered herself. She just surrendered herself, that was it. And she wasn't attached to living. She wasn't attached to dying. She was just surrendered, that's it. And that was her freedom. In the surrender, she found freedom, peace. And, And so, you know, once she passed, and I was wondering what I was going to write, the, the conscious crystallization of the importance mm. of surrender. Because I went into that year with my mother with every intention I'm going to heal my mother. I'm going to give her, you know, alternative therapies and green juice and get her well. Mm. And I, literally two months, three months into the process, I realized nothing I do is going to work. And so I had to surrender. And, and mm. so it took me to a whole nother level an understanding of surrender as a conscious intentional important path like to me surrender is the password for freedom on all levels and so when i when i really surrendered to the book that was seeking to be written i looked back at my life and i remembered how my parents met and and what my parents demonstrated growing up and they had just been living surrender yeah you know? mm.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. Do you think that life is just a school for surrender in many ways. like Yeah, like life,
0: life, 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 look, we're born, we start aging. We age by the yeah. time of, we're 30, 40, 50, 60, we go bald, the body changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Hey, man, well, I lost my hair at 25.
0: I just right, right. <laughs> that, 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 that's surrender, man. Yeah. You know, it's just another way then, of universe. saved it up. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Universe surrender. <laughs> surrender, 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 surrender. People yeah. die, betrayal, heartbreak. Life is a process, every moment of life is really surrender, that's really mm. the process. And I think when we surrender, we open, when we surrender, mm. we become available. And then and then, then, that's when the magic can happen. And so it's not about whether we're going to surrender or not, as I said, um, it's about how are we going to participate with the process of life as it's happening. Mm. Because it's happening, it's going to happen, uh, surrender or not, the shit happens, life yeah. continues, so am I going to resist or am I going to surrender? How do I participate in this, this experience? I think that's that's the that's the magic, you know.
1: And so in the participation of the experience, because one of the questions, oh, this is a two-part question. Let me ask the first one first, sorry. Um, when you're talking about surrender on this level then, what is the I just want to hear what potentially you feel what your thoughts are on destiny. (laughs) Um, like are certain elements of our life preordained that we're sort of surrendering to and it's already scripted, already lived Mm. or is it, are we writing it? I know no one philosopher has been like talking about this for like, Eons, bro. We're not going to
0: figure
1: it out (laughs) in this podcast. But what are your your sentiments on it? What are
0: your thoughts? Uh, I think on one level, uh, our soul, I think, incarnates because it has a certain energetic, intelligent trajectory of certain kind of uh, curriculum lessons that it's seeking to learn in this lifetime. Mm. however it's connected to past lives if there's such a thing maybe maybe not but let's just say certain things that it's seeking to experience and unfold and learn in this lifetime and so that is a sort of energetic maybe a uh, uh, trajectory of possibilities right it's an energetic trajectory and uh, I think there's things in life that happen that we really don't have control over shit happens shit happens life life happens but what we do have control over to a degree is how we respond to it, how we react to it, how we work with it, how we move through it, the meanings that we choose to make up about mm. it the best we can. The best, the reason I say the best we can, going back to the analogy in the beginning of the conversation about conditioning, mm. the degree to we think we have free will. Mm. But the degree to which we're conditioned and unconscious, <laughs> we don't go, we don't got no free will. We don't go, <laughs> we don't have free will. We're actually And many of us, you know, unconsciously, we're living out the unconscious conditioning, Mm. the unconscious programming of our conditioning, doing relationships that we don't even know what we're doing. I mean, if you look at maybe you or maybe folks listening, if you look back at some of the relationships that you've been in. And you think back to them, you think, what the hell was I doing, man? What the hell was I doing? What was I thinking? We weren't thinking. We were we were slaves to our conditioning. And some of that conditioning is our own from childhood. Mm. And some of that conditioning, sometimes we're, we're, we're acting out the impulses of our childhood conditioning that's unresolved. And then from that unresolved pattern conditioning in our nervous system, we attract situations that resonate at the same unresolved frequency and there's Mm. an unconscious impulse to complete those things, which is why we attract those people and situations as a way to complete those things, Mm. right? And sometimes some of the, 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 the experiences of our life can be like an energetic impulse from karmic ancestral, you know, shit that that is not even ours, but it's from our generational lineage of unresolved shit that we that hasn't been dealt with, pain, addictions, traumas, you know, abuse, abuse, et cetera, that has been passed down unresolved from generations that now we are the tipping point of. And now we're living that energy out. Mm. So I think if we're not conscious, all of a sudden we're like, I'm just living this shit out. What's going on? Yeah. Until we become conscious and aware to say, Okay, I surrender that this is life and this is the curriculum. Sometimes surrender is, yes, I surrender to the curriculum, I surrender to this school, I surrender to this classroom. Mm. Now I'm gonna roll up my sleeves and maybe Mm. some of this karma isn't mine. Maybe some of this abuse, energy, karma, addiction, energy isn't mine, Mm. but, but, but I am going to be the one that does the psychological, mental, emotional, spiritual healing work to end this karmic your pattern for my generations. And then we can start doing the healing, the healing that can take a while. It's a process to, to clear some of those karmic patterns. Surrendering from conscious, the patterns. Surrendering yes, the patterns. Uh, uh, surrendering the, to the lesson yeah. and surrendering the patterns so that that unresolved energy doesn't have to karmically then keep flowing into our children and our grandchildren and our grandchildren and then... We don't only change our destiny, we begin to change destiny for generations to
1: come. because <laughs> when you tune into it, there's an invitation for all those patterns that have been preordained, that have been living out like in your cellular memory yes. for you to go, yes. hey, I'm going to just surrender to that and I'm going to just be in, like, pardon me, I need a better example, but it's just the lowest hanging fruit. I'm going to be an addict. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> but, then- but that's not surrender. That's giving up let's be clear that's just giving up surrender is not an abdication of responsibility um th- this is where surrender becomes sort of co-opted in the spiritual like uh, 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 bypass like, oh i'm an addict so i'm just going to surrender to this addiction and that's just just going to surrender this alcohol sex addiction you know cocaine addiction and th- that ain't fucking surrender that is mm-hmm. that, that that is an excuse that is an excuse for laziness that is an excuse it's not an abdication of responsibility. I'm just going to go with the flow and be irresponsible. No, 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 that, nah, that is not true surrender. True surrender is the willing willingness to say, you know what? Sometimes life is freaking hard. And mm-hmm. there is this energy. There are these tendencies. There are these forces that some of mine, some of my generations, I'm going to not fight it. Like, why is this always happening to me? I'm going to say, you know what? You're going to wipe yourself off. Mm-hmm. Wipe your tears off and say... This is the classroom that my soul chose. It's Mm. no accident that my soul chose this freaking classroom. Mm. And maybe because it's difficult and challenging and hard, I'm in a PhD program. It's fine. There's a lot of bullshit in my life. And this is the PhD program. I'm not a victim to this experience. Mm. My soul chose this experience and curriculum for a reason. I must be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And the surrender becomes, you know what? I'm going to participate fully, roll up my sleeves, participate fully in the in the healing, integration, and transcendence of these patterns so that I can evolve. It's mm-hmm. about evolution. And it's not saying, I'm just going to surrender being an addict. No, I'm going to surrender to doing the to, to, to this is a tendency in my nervous system and my karmic ancestral lineage. And I'm going to do the work. Mm. to lift the weights, to rise above. And we can all rise above, but we have to choose that part to say, I will rise above, I will do this. And when we, we, then we surrender to that, then we go into active participation. That's when we activate grace. Grace happens without alignment, and that in that moment, that, that responsibility. So sometimes surrender can look like responsibility to say, you know what? I'm going to step up. You know what? I feel this calling. And that calling means I'm going to take a stand for this cause and I'm going to go out and protest and put myself on the line because I feel this calling. And so surrender means that 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 honoring the truth and the deepest calling. And so it's not like just go with the flow and be an addict to be an addict because I'm going a surrender. No, that's that, that. Is given up
1: mm. thank you for delineating that that is so <laughs> it's, <like>, it's huge <laughs> it's huge one of my um well my best friend he always always like he's on a bit of a path himself <laughs> very dear brother for those tuning in they probably know him pretty well jamie um he always says to us he the only way out is through <laughs> the only way out is through bro and <laughs> it's like and you, you find yourself, like, trying to not go through stuff, you know? Like it's just the defense mechanisms that you were talking about earlier. And well, I've often reveled in this with him, and, you know, I can feel this being echoed in your sentiments here is, you know, destiny, same, like, I've still, the verdict's still out. I don't know if it's preordained or not. And there's, like, I, I loved your, your response. Thank you so much for sharing on such a nebulous topic. Um, and I find exactly what you've said there is, like, the one choice we do have is how we show up you know whether destiny is or isn't you know do we have a choice in life is because it's fundamentally destiny is a question of free will like do we have free will like in the macro or not but in the micro we we kind of do it's like am i gonna resist the shit out of this when it's gonna be happening anyway like i didn't really choose my date of birth if you think about it for a sec trip out on that you know or am i just gonna like accept you know the way you describe it and not man <laughs> not to just abdicate it but actually take responsibility for yes. how, I'm, a up, how yeah. I'm gonna show up how i'm gonna show up man thank you so much Thanks for, for showing up today Coop, bro like this is an amazing conversation. I know the book is coming out. Actually, it's been out for a minute. For those that are tuning into this podcast, the book came out last week. Um, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, any like any, any last words on the book that you wanted to sort of share with the audience? Yeah, no,
0: look, I think I think there's a lot of magic in the book. I wrote it from my heart. Receive. I hope you receive it. It inspires you. Go to Amazon, check it out. Yeah. Um, if you want to find out more about my work, cooplaxon.com. Uh, if you want to go to a, a deep dive, I do a twelve day event in Bali. Bound, www.boundlessblissbali.com. Mm. Hope to see you on the path.
1: Oh, brother! Thank you so much. And guys, just reminding you, like the book on the magic of surrender was written from a place of surrendering to surrender. Like uh, it's like the babushka dolls, like the little doll, and then you pick it in the bigger doll, and then the bigger doll, you know. Perfect, man. thank you so much for sharing yourself with us so abundantly you, here bro. today bro and it's not just today i know it's a lifetimes of work that informs this conversation for just witnessing you and honoring you on your path and on behalf of myself the inspired evolution tribe wishing you all the best on your journey <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the inspired evolution Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, try remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.